Welcome to Success Hackers, Cracking the Entrepreneurial Code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of Success Hackers. This is Scott Hansen, high-performance business strategist, best-selling author, speaker, and of course, podcast host right here on Success Hackers. It's on Success Hackers that we are all about empowering you our entrepreneurial audience to take your business to entirely new heights. We do that by interviewing some of the most talented and successful entrepreneurs on the planet and then having them share their success hacks and strategies with us. For all you loyal Hacker Nation listeners, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for continuing to listen to the show, subscribing to the show, and also spreading the word about Success Hackers on social media. It's because of you Success Hackers gets the opportunity to impact and empower other entrepreneurs just like you all over the world. As a matter of fact, we are now downloaded and listened to by individuals just like you in over 65 countries and growing. So again, thank you so much. If you haven't yet listened to the last show, check it out. We had Kat Loterzo on the program, and let me tell you something. If you think I have energy and enthusiasm, oh my God, Kat was just bringing it. She shared how she built a seven-figure online business that allows her so much freedom in her life. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure to check out my interview with Kat. Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We are about to chat with someone who's built a super successful business online around health and fitness. I am really looking forward to speaking to this individual because at the end of the day, we all want more money and we all want to be healthier. So I'm excited about today's interview. Today, our featured guest is Lori Kennedy. Lori, are you ready to rock? I certainly am. Lori Kennedy is a Toronto-based nutritionist, health and wellness business expert, online strategist, mother of two, who works with health practitioners, coaches, and fit pros who want to start up and grow their purpose-driven businesses. She's a published author and acclaimed speaker with a real-world approach to becoming an entrepreneur. Her personal philosophy of inspired hustle is built into her online courses and nationwide live events. Lori's The Wellness Business Academy and The Wellness Business Summit is growing a community of passionate and ambitious health leaders who are working together to achieve the company's one million mission. Lori, welcome to Success Hackers. It is really great to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Lori, I gave our Hacker Nation community just a brief description of who you are, but would love for you to share a little bit more about you and your business. Sure. So I have really only ever been in the health and wellness industry, either as a trainer, nutritionist, and now I guess more as a, as a business coach for other health experts. I haven't really ever had like a corporate job, although I've been fired from enough part-time jobs, probably 20, <laughs> 20 plus. Um, so I know how it feels to get fired for sure. As a trainer, I realized that there was something missing and that was the nutrition piece. And so I went back to school in 2007 to become a registered holistic 
holistic nutritionist. And like most service business owners, we do what we we're taught to do. And for me, that was to rent an office space and in a, in a chiropractic clinic and, and, you know, have my, have my office space. And I sat there and I sat there and I sat there and I sat there. And a year later, I realized, oh my goodness, I'm in so much debt and I have no idea what I was doing. And I don't know why it never occurred to me to like read a book on sales or marketing (laughs) or like, you know, it was 2007. So it's not like there was the online guru, you know, extravaganza that there is now, but it didn't occur to me because I didn't even know that I was running a business. I identified as a nutritionist and nutritionists see clients. I didn't know how to get them. So from that point, I had to terminate my agreement and go back to the gym, which is where I learned how to run a business because I took a page out of the personal training model because they sell big packages. Gyms sell big packages to clients. And I really learned how to sell. I learned how to take a one-to-one model and turn it into a one-to-many model. And I ran many, many groups across nine gyms. And then from there, I ha- after I had my second child... I decided that I no longer wanted to work nights and weekends. And so I had to figure out this whole online thing. And that really started in 2011. Um, so because I've had the experience of working with hundreds, if not thousands of clients offline, I was easy, easily able to take those existing programs and just use online platforms to not only see clients online, but also to teach other health practitioners exactly what I did. And that that really is what I do today. So before we actually dive into the technical aspect of your business, I want to ask you a health and wellness question. Sure. With the advent of the internet, smartphones, Google, we have the ability to get our hands on literally any type of information around what to eat, what's healthy, what's not, what types of foods are causing people to become obese, et cetera, et cetera. With all this information, why are we as a society, in your opinion, becoming more obese and less healthy overall? I think that there's two reasons. One, our hormones are so screwed up because of the processed food, the chemicals, stress, um, environmental toxins. Our hormones play such a key role in modulating our metabolism and our our feelings of satiety, so like feeling full and hunger, that people who are overweight, those signals don't work anymore. And they legitimately feel hungry and have cravings all day long because their hormones are so screwed up. So number one, it's hormonal. And number two, because we were so busy and there's so much overwhelm and so much hustle and bustle that it's really hard. It's really hard to make dietary lifestyle changes. It's much easier to go to the gym and walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes and think, okay, great. I've exercised today, but making lifelong dietary changes is extremely difficult. Um, and so that's why, you know, the people who do it and stick to it, it becomes their lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's their value system versus something they need to do to drop weight. All right, Lori, so there's a lot of people who want to create online products that they can sell. You started in the offline world and then had to figure out this whole online world, as you mentioned. In one of your blog posts, you actually share some of the critical steps someone has to take in order to create a successful product online. Can you maybe share one or two of those steps? Sure. So the first thing that you would want to do if you're creating a a program or a product 
online would be to have an idea about your own value system, like what you enjoy doing, what feels really good for you, um, what you want to give to people, how you want to be of service. Because if you always, if you start with, okay, well, what do they want? What will they buy? And how should I sell it? And how much should I sell it for? It takes away the authenticity and it takes away the intention of it. So just think about, you know, what would you like to buy? You know, how do you want to run your business? And then the second thing that I would say is you have to spend time understanding, deeply understanding and really empathizing with the people that you want to work with, your ideal clients, which is the, you know, the common lingo, um, which are people who, who best serve you and who you can best serve people like, you know, an ideal client really is, is an avatar, um, in the sense of, you know, their value system, their goals, their wants, their needs, their psychology, maybe even their demographics. Um, I like to tell my people, you know, even define from a personality standpoint, you want to work with someone who's open to changing, who's willing to do the work, who's ambitious, who doesn't make excuses, who takes responsibility for themselves. You want to be able to identify their pain points and not just my knee hurts or I don't know how to use AWeber, for example, but how does that show up in their life? If their knee hurts, what does that mean for them in their life? That means that they can't get down on the floor and play with their kids or their grandchildren. That's really uncomfortable for them. That's painful. So it's not just the pain, but it's how that affects them in their life. So really identifying your ideal clients, um, what they want, what they need, what their pains are, and how that shows up for them in their life. And then from there, thinking about what's the transformation, regardless of whether you're in the health or wellness industry or your tech or your graphic designer, whatever it is, you're providing a service or a program that has to have an outcome or a transformation for these clients. Otherwise, they're not going to buy into it and you're going to get an objection like the price is too much. Um, so as long as you understand who your ideal client is and you can clearly communicate what the transformation is that they will receive in terms of how is this going to benefit them physically, emotionally, mentally, financially, and be able to clearly communicate that and paint almost like a word picture so that they can feel how their life is going to be transformed. Most people focus on the features of the program. So it's 12 weeks, they get PDFs, they get a membership site, they get Q&A calls, they get a Facebook group. That has no feeling to it. There's no meaning behind it. There's no benefit to a Facebook group. You have to take it one step further and explain how those those components or those features are going to transform them. Wow, Hacker Nation. I mean, I hope you guys are taking notes because what Lori is just sharing with us is, I mean, it is literally the foundation of any business, whether it's online or offline. And she, I mean, <laughs> there are so many gold nuggets in that story. But again, I mean, one of the ones that really stood out for me, and, and I know this in my own coaching world as well, and you can tell that Lori's done a lot of work, internal and external work. I mean, she speaks very clearly. She knows exactly who she wants to work with, the clarity, the intention. It is so important knowing that avatar, knowing who that perfect person is. But she also said something very, very profound, which is 
most people, whether they sell products online or offline, make the mistake of only focusing on what Lori talked about, which was the features and benefits. How you're going to get people to buy your product is when you talk the language of the prospect. When you talk the language and the transformation of what they're going to get, what pain points will be solved from buying your products or services, that's the language your prospect wants to hear. They don't care so much about the 12 weeks like she, like she mentioned or the videos. That's just a component. When you start learning how to talk about their language and what the results they're going to get, from enrolling in your products or enrolling in your courses, that's when the transformation, that's when the change takes place, and that's when you can really start making an impact and growing your wealth in your business. When someone works with you in your Wellness Business Academy, what can they expect from the Academy, Lori? So the Academy is a year-long training program um, where we take health and wellness health and wellness experts directly from school. So usually we work with people who are within their first year of starting up their business. And I really created it because when I was starting my business, I didn't have anyone to go and ask questions to. And I made a lot of mistakes and I spent a lot of money. So we we put together training courses that are video based um, for every every aspect, every major and even minor aspect of what it takes for a health and wellness practitioner to start up their business. Everything from how to name your business, how to register your business, all the tax stuff that you need to figure out, to defining your mission, defining your unique value proposition, um, all the way to you know lead magnets and emails and newsletters and content and creating that first program. With health and wellness practitioners, it's a bit different because we have to use a lot of um, assessment forms. So how to integrate those. Um, it, it basically is your guide. Like we take you by the hand. It's, it's, it's pretty awesome because we created both an automated program, but also a live program wrapped into one with many live components where people can ask us questions and we do lots of Q&A and lots of group coaching calls and we use the Facebook group. Um, to really have it be a, a, as live of a program as you can when you're on the internet. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, and Hacker Nation, don't forget, stay here all the way to the end because we're going to actually find out where you can get your hands on this incredible information. So it sounds like it's just a complete, you know, success blueprint business in a box is what it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. Cause there's lots of questions people have and, you know, I just didn't want them to feel alone. Um, and I didn't want them to feel like a black sheep because often when you're starting your own business and people don't understand, you know, either why you left your corporate job or why you're putting money into a business that doesn't yet make money, you feel like the black sheep. Marketing, Lori, in any business is one of the cornerstones to having a successful business, either online or offline. What's an important factor when considering how to market your online academy so that it can reach literally the most amount of people that you want to reach? It's funny because I think of marketing as just a conversation and I feel like because there's so many people teaching marketing that people who are trying to market their businesses um, think it's really a hard thing to do. So for me, marketing is just a conversation. So I like to use platforms that I feel really comfortable with that, you know, don't make me feel nervous or sweaty when I have to go use them so that I can be consistent in my communication efforts. And then I just think of my one ideal client 
And I just talk to them. And I think for marketing, the name of the game is consistency. If you are consistently showing up on any platform, and it doesn't have to be all of the platforms, it can be the one where your ideal client hangs out the most. If you're consistently showing up, people are going to start to notice. And if you're consistently showing up with good, helpful content that feels good for you to create and is helpful to the readers, then then that's that's really how a business takes off. Um, we can strategize about, you know, funnels and, you know, tripwires and all those sort of gimmicky type marketing things. But at the end of the day, if you're not consistently showing up and building rapport with your community, it doesn't matter the strategies that you use. Yeah, and I think the most important thing that Lori just shared is consistency. You know, a lot of times as business owners, we have this shiny object syndrome and we think that we have to be the expert at blogging, we have to be the expert at podcasting, or we have to be the expert on YouTube, or we have to have Snapchat or Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook, and you're like, oh my God, I feel way overwhelmed. If you notice, she said something very important, which was just get good at one platform and then explode on that, dominate that platform, and show up and be consistent. That's what I heard you say, right, Lori? Absolutely. And I mean, for me, video, videos always freaked me out a little bit. I'm not someone who, you know, can easily go. I need things scripted. I've always been a writer. So my consistency is blog posts and writing my email list very consistently. Um, and I, and I definitely think that that's a tremendous asset to being able to grow my business. So we have a segment on the show called the fail forward stage. So can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? Absolutely. I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure maybe a little bit differently than most people. They use failure as feedback and course correction. Take us to a time, Lori, when you failed. That one specific time when you failed, you maybe even wanted to give up, but you actually used that one specific failure as fuel to your success fire. You know, it's funny because you say that one specific time and... There's so many that I can think of. Right. And, and, and if I'm going to be vulnerable, I feel like every time I do something and I don't hit the numbers or I don't get the success that I thought that I would, it does feel like a failure, except now I look at it and go, okay, where did I go wrong or how could I have, how can I do this better next time? And so in that sense, yeah, like it, it is a learning lesson. But the one thing that comes to mind actually doesn't so much have to do with like numbers or making money in my business. It was Mother's Day and um, my I was asked, you know, what do I want for Mother's Day? And I said, I just want to be left alone. I want 24 hours to be left alone. I was burnt out. I was so tired. This was maybe like, you know, two and a half years into trying to build my online business. I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old um, and I was just so tired. And I remember having like my, you know, my very own like eat, love, pray moment on the hotel bathroom floor, hysterically crying, thinking I can't do this anymore. Mm. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so tired. I'm, I'm not, you know, being a good mother. I felt so guilty and so filled with shame about, you know, the lack of time I was spending with my kids and just the being the inability to be present with them. And I just said to myself, no, if this is what it means, I'm not doing it this way. 
I cannot continue on this way. And yes, we were making good money and the business was growing. Um, but you know, at that point it was all basically on me. And at, in that moment I said, I, I have the ability to do things differently. And I went back and I said, okay, it's time to hire people. And you know, I hired them to the degree that I could and maybe even extend, overextended myself a little bit because I couldn't continue on that way. And I was faced with that a choice either to say, okay, pack it in because the quality of your life is just not, you know, this whole lifestyle entrepreneur thing. Um, it was not like that (laughs) and, or, or, you know, learn how to be a real CEO and build a team. And it was in that moment on the floor in the hotel room that I hired a team and my company has steadily grown every single year because of that moment, because I made a decision that, I wasn't going to live my life that way anymore. So I want to take you down that. I normally don't ask this from a fail forward stage answer, but I think this is very important for me and all the listeners. When you're at that moment and you figured out, I don't want to keep doing, even though we're making good money, something is not adding up too much time away from my kids. I feel guilty. What was that break point for you to say, I don't know what I have to do, but I know I have to do something. You said, I need to hire some people. What was the fear around hiring people and how did you get past that fear? So the fear around hiring people was first and foremost money. Can I afford it? Um, you know, how much more money do I have to make to still pay myself and to continue, you know, with the sort of lifestyle that I was currently living? Um, and then second of all is I'm a nutritionist. Like I was a nutritionist and then I was a, like a solo, you know, person who ran my business on the internet. I've never been a boss. I've never hired a team. I've never had to train anyone really. Um, I had no idea what I was doing. And that's a very familiar feeling because, you know, I don't think that, that, you know, if you're going to grow your own business, you rarely feel like you know what you're doing anyway. Um, <laughs> so although it was a familiar feeling, I knew that if I was going to grow a team, I needed to get a different set of skills than I had previously learned. And I needed to learn how to work with other people and how to train them and how to communicate with them um, and how to be a, a legitimate CEO of, of a multi-person team. So how did you do that? Um, so the first book that I read was The Rockefeller Habits mm-hmm. by Vern Harnish, which now is scaling up, which I highly recommend, even if you're just one person. I followed the meeting structures in that. I followed the processes in that. Um and at that point, I was still in a, in a mastermind group. And so there was other people in the mastermind group that had hired a team. So I spent a lot of time talking to them. And, and I spent a lot of time learning about how to process things out. Um, I know Mind Valley, uh, Mind Valley Insights mm-hmm. was a company that I, that gives really good, um, insider sort of they open source everything. And so there was a couple different webinars or videos, I can't remember now, that they had about how they run their teams and how they were able to scale. So I basically just followed what they said to do and and did that. And 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 in all fairness, like it, it's taken me a year to really feel comfortable and in a good place now with the team that I have, with the processes that we've set up that I can step away, that, that I don't have to be so, so, so hands-on. Um, you know, people always say like, oh, you know, lifestyle and freedom. Like when you're building a business, you don't have freedom. I think for the first three years anyway. So in terms of my online business, I'm going into year four. So this year has been the first year where I've had a lot more time freedom 
because of the work that I put in to build that team. Lori, our Hacker Nation community listens to the show for actual success hacks and strategies to help them grow themselves and their business. You've already shared some really great takeaways earlier, but I'm going to put you on the spot and I'm going to have you share two actionable steps like things our listeners can do immediately after the show in order for them to start creating a successful online product or business. What's one or two things that stick out, maybe that you coach people through your academy, that really they can literally take this and start applying? So the first thing isn't so much a strategy. I'll, I'll give a strategy on the second thing. But the first thing is to take the path of least resistance. So because, just because somebody else told you to do something or it's the way somebody else did, did it doesn't mean that it's the best thing or the right thing for you. When I say take the path of least resistance, what I mean is just get it done. If, if it's freaking you out to do video, don't do video. If it's freaking you out to do a webinar, don't do webinars. If all you can do in the current capacity that you have is put together a 10 page, you know, Word doc that you prettied up with some graphics and turned it into a PDF, just get it done. You don't have to do all the bells and whistles on your first, second, or even third go around. Um, you will continuously improve based on the feedback that you get from your clients, but you only get paid for done and you can only help people when you get it done. So spending six months to put together your first program is way too long. So just take the path of least resistance and just get whatever it is that you're working on done. And then the actual strategy that I will share is to do with your email list. So you, I don't believe that you can run a successful online or offline business anymore without some type of you know, email list before it was a Rolodex. It's a prospect base, basically. Um, and I think people are afraid to mail to their email list a lot. I think you should be emailing at least once a week. And when you're in sort of the open cart phase of a launch on that final day, minimum two emails, potentially three. Um, because people like to wait and they will wait as long as humanly possible to make that decision. But if you haven't been consistently mailing to your email list, I would put almost everything else that you're doing on the back burner, whether that's social media or whatever it is that you're doing, because when the day is over and you send an email, that's your way of making sales. Mm -hmm. That's your way of being of service, of selling your products, of being valuable to your prospect and client base. That's your first and foremost way of making money. So take out a calendar, sit down and say, okay, what can I talk about this week, next week, the week after? And just brainstorm some ideas. And while you're doing that, it doesn't have to be this, you know, extravagant epic post every time. Just be a value. Take the path of least resistance, talk about something that you already know about and send out the email. Fantastic. And to Lori's point, you always want to be authentic. Yes. You know, you want to be speaking from your voice. You want to be using your personality. I've noticed, you know, in my own business, when I write, you know, certain emails, I'll notice man, I didn't get hardly any opens in that one. And I'll look back and I'll say, well, that's not my voice. You know, I, maybe I took that from someone else and I sort of just turned it into my voice, but it really wasn't my authentic voice. Then I'll write another email with literally my authentic voice and the open rates are so much higher. So again, I can't stress enough, be authentic in your email correspondence. Write like you're talking to your best friend. All right, Lori, we are now going to enter what we call the randomness round. It's 
Kind of like putting you on the success hacker's version of the hot seat. Okay. Whatever's the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Lori Kennedy, are you ready for the randomness round? Yes. Best advice you've ever received? Take imperfect action. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? I focus on doing creative work first thing in the morning for myself. You now own a time machine, Lori. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Have complete faith in yourself. What's the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? My ability to take imperfect action all the time. Good is good enough. What's a hidden talent that you have that most people may not know about you? I'm a little bit psychic. What's one book that you've read that's made an impact in your business? Psycho-Cybernetics. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? AWeber, the email marketing platform. Lauren, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. Woo, that was intense. <laughs> this has been incredible. Thank you so much, Lori, for your time and also sharing these incredible success strategies and hacks with our Hacker Nation community. Where can our listeners find out more about you and your business and your academy and all that other good stuff? So you can go to thewellnessbusinesshub.com, and that's where we have our blog and we have all of our featured programs. And if you're interested in joining our free Facebook community, you can just do the search for the same name, The Wellness Business Hub, on Facebook. We have a business page, and then we have a Facebook group with almost 4,000 health and wellness experts. So I'd love for you to join us. You okay. can find me on Facebook. Um, Lori, you can just put in my name, Lori Kennedy or Lori Kennedy RHN. And then you can find me on Instagram at Lori Kennedy Inc. And Lori is spelled L-O-R-I. Hacker Nation, make sure to head over to successhackers.net for this episode's show notes and recap from today's incredible interview with Lori, along with some other really cool resources that we have on the site. Also, when you're on the site, do not forget to subscribe to Success Hackers so you can get all the newest and latest and greatest episodes. Remember, for all the listeners here on Success Hackers, Audible is giving away a free audio book download with a 30-day free trial. All you have to do to get your 30-day free trial is go to audibletrial.com forward slash successhackers. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So hurry up, grab your 30-day free membership by going to audibletrial.com forward slash successhackers. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.